0: Hey, what's going on guys? It's Jay Elliott here and welcome back to the third episode of Beats with Jay. So in this episode, I'm going to be breaking down a beat that I made using Beatmaker 3 and Chompler. So this whole entire beat was made only using sounds from Chompler within Beatmaker 3. So before I break this down, let's go ahead and listen to the beat. So the first thing I laid down within this beat was the drums and the drums were from Chompler. So I'll go ahead and play the original sample from Chompler and it is from the Tone Jones sample pack, uh, Bake samples one, and the sample is gully drums. So as you can hear, the drums sound really dope as it is already. And usually with break drums, I try not to chop them up too much. And if I do chop it up, I usually chop them up into bigger slices or bigger chunks. And I do that because um, usually with break drums, they already have like a natural feel and a natural vibe to it. So I like to try and keep that natural feel and vibe of the drum break. I find if I chop it up too much and then try to recreate my own pattern, You kind of lose that feel. So the pattern that I came up with from the drum sample, I didn't really change too much. Just slight little differences near the end of the loop. So this is pretty much the main loop. And then I came up with another little pattern over here. So as I said, with break drums, I like to keep the natural and feel and vibe of it. So I didn't really feel the need to chop it up like crazy and recreate my own pattern. So as for the effects, within Chompler, I added uh, a little bit of the drive effects within Chompler's effects section. And then the AUV3 effects that I added to the drum break was DDMF6144EQ and also FAC transient. So here's what it sounds like with the effects. And here's what it sounds like without the effects. So as you hear without the effects, the drums were lacking a bit of punch. So I wanted to bring out more of the bottom end and make the drums a bit more punchy and kind of clean them up a bit. So the first thing I did was add a little bit of drive within Trompler's effects section. So all I did was just add a tiny, tiny little bit just to kind of bring up the punchiness a little bit. So after the dirt effects within Chompler, I added the EQ, which is by, once again, DDMF6144EQ. This EQ is definitely one of my go-tos and one of my favorites to use. It is supposed to be the emulation from the Neve console, so it does kind of have that, um, that warmth and that analog sound to it. And you can hear it when you mess around with the parameters. It just has a really nice sound to it and it doesn't sound too harsh or too digital. So what I did to the break drum was just bring up the high end a little bit and then I took down the mids because the mids were a little harsh. And then I brought up the bottom end because that's what I felt like it was lacking. So I'll go ahead and activate the EQ now and you can hear what it sounds like. And here's what it sounds like without the EQ. So I'm going to activate the EQ again, and I'm just going to play around with the parameters so you can hear the difference it makes when you start to add some EQ. So as you heard, when you start playing with the parameters and even when you turn it to its maximum point, it doesn't sound too harsh. It has a really nice roll off to it. So that is why I like to use this EQ. And everyone knows the Neve console is legendary. And the developers did a great job with this app because I personally think that it sounds great. All right. So the next thing that I added was Fact Transient. So I'm going to bypass Fact Transient so you can hear what it sounds like without it. And here's what it sounds like with Fact Transient activated. So, with Fact Transient, I just picked the TR Fast Attack preset in brackets, no room. And after I selected that preset, I just played around with the parameters until I got a sound that I liked. But basically, I added Fact Transient to give the drums, once again, a little bit more punch and to tighten them up a little bit. And this app is really good to use on break drums, especially if you have like a break drum or a sample that has a lot of hits going on. And if you want to tighten up that sound, this app is really good for that. So once again, I will play the drums without the effects and then with the effects. So here's all the drums without the effects. And here's the drums with the effects. So as you can see, I didn't really add too much to the effects chain, but I already had an idea of how I wanted the drums to sound. So keeping that in mind, I already knew which effects apps that I wanted to use to bring out that punchiness and to make the drums slap a little bit more. And just to show you an example of what I'm talking about with Fact Transit, I'll load up Chompler again and load up a different break drum, and I'll show you an example of how to make the drums sound a bit tighter. All right, so I loaded up a drum break within Chompler, and here is Fact Transit loaded. And when you hear the drum break, you can hear that there's a lot going on. So if you want to tighten that up a bit, Uh, you just want to mess with the depth parameter here. So let's have a listen. So it sounds a bit tighter, and then you just bring up the gain. So you can definitely hear that it's tighter now. So just a quick little tip, if you want to tighten up some brake drums, Use Fact Transient and mess with that depth parameter. Alright, so the second part that I laid down within the beat was the main melody slash sample. So once again, the sample was from Chompler. And the sample that I used was from another Tone Jones sample pack from Some Bay Keys. And the sample is Apostle Paul. And shout out to Tone Jones, man. He is a super, super dope producer. And if you haven't checked him out yet. Uh, Definitely go and check him out because he is dope and you will definitely get inspired. Here's the original sample. that sample is crazy as soon as I heard it I knew I had to flip it and if you want to flip it too man go and check it out oh and another thing that I want to mention the tone Jones sample pack is one of the sample packs that you can purchase within the chompler store it doesn't come with the stock sound library when you download the app but all the additional sample packs that you can download and purchase within the chompler store they're all super cheap anyways I believe they're all under $5 some of them could be I think like $2 $3, $4. So definitely affordable and worth it. I highly suggest checking out the additional sample packs that you can purchase within the app because they are dope. Alright, so for the main melody, I chopped up the sample a lot and came up with my own pattern. And I actually came up with two different patterns. So I'll go ahead and play the first pattern. And the second pattern that I came up with is this. So for the effects, within Chompler, I added a little bit of low pass. And the AUV3 effects, I only added another... 6144EQ. So as well as the low pass effect within Chompler, I made some adjustments using the sample parameter data functions here within Chompler. So I adjusted some of the start and end points for some of the sample chops and then for all of the samples I added a little bit of attack and I did that to emulate sidechain compression. I also adjusted the tune and made the pitch a little bit higher. And for the low pass, I added this effect because I already knew with this beat I wasn't going to add a bass line because the bass that was playing behind the sample sounded already really dope. So I just decided to use that instead of replaying the bass line. So I added the low pass to kind of accentuate the bass a bit. So first, I will bypass the AUV3 effects and now I will play around with the low pass filter within Chompler's effects, so you can hear the difference in the sound it makes. And as you heard, as I started bringing down the low-pass slider, you could hear more of the baseline, but then you can't really hear the sample that much anymore because it gets filtered out. So that's why I only applied a little bit of the low-pass filter. So then after that, I added the EQ. So I'm going to activate that now. And what I did was bring down some of the highs a bit, bring down some of the mids, and then I brought up the lows to, once again, accentuate that baseline. So I'm going to go ahead and play the sample with the EQ activated, and I'll play around with the parameters so you can hear the difference in the sound it makes, but I'll mostly play around with the bottom end so you could hear the bass being accentuated a bit more. And as you heard, as I started to bring up the low-frequency parameter up a bit, the you can hear the bass line being accentuated a bit more. And that's pretty much it for the effects for the sample. The sample already sounded really dope as it is and I didn't want to take away too much from that all I did was kind of just clean it up a bit took out some of the highs the mids and then brought up the low end and that's pretty much the beat as you can see in the sequencer window I didn't go ahead and like duplicate all the patterns I would only do that if I knew I was going to be sending the track to someone else to collaborate but I do have the main body of the track so I don't really need to track it out and uh, create like a hook and a chorus and all that. So the only other thing I added was some additional effects samples, and I did that so that the beat isn't super repetitive and just to add a little bit of variation to the track. And once again, these effects were all used within Chompler because they also have an effects sample pack within the app and it is the stock effects sample that I used uh, within Chompler. So well, that's one effect, and then this is the other effect that I used within Chompler. So I'll just play a quick snippet of the effect. And here's the other one. And the only sample that didn't come from Chompler was a famous KR1 sample that everyone's used, and everyone's heard it before. So usually when I finish making a beat, I'll just keep it on loop, and I'll listen to it over and over and over again. And during that listening process, I'll usually come up with other ideas for the beat and sometimes the ideas work and sometimes they don't, but when I was listening to this beat, for some reason I kept hearing that KRS-One sample in my head, so of course I had to go try it out and add it to the beat. So I went and got the sample, laid it down, made it match with the beat, and man, I thought it sounded good, so I left it in there. So the last thing I'm going to go through is the effects that I used in the master out, and once again I used real bus, bark filter, and the RX 950. So let's go ahead and bypass these. And here's what it sounds like without the effects on the master fader. And here's what it sounds like with all the effects on the master fader. All right, so let's go ahead and quickly break these down. So the first thing that I added was real bus and you guys know from my previous videos, I like to use real bus a lot by tone boosters. It's basically like tape emulation slash distortion. It gives your track or whatever you're applying it to kind of that warm tape slash analog sound. I just left it on default and that is what I normally do. And I just adjusted some of the parameters here to make it sound how I want, but I definitely like to use this app on the master fader quite a bit. Um, I do apply it to other things that aren't on the master fader. But yeah, I like to use it to uh, give the track that warmth and uh, it also gives it a little bit of a boost in the punchiness as well too. So I'm going to go ahead and play the beat and I will um, bypass and unbypass the effects so you can hear the difference in the sound. So, as you can hear, it makes a slight, slight difference. And I always try to add just a little bit of each effect and not too much, so I'm not overdoing it. And also, knowing that I'm going to be adding other effects, I try to compensate for that. So, if I know I'm going to be stacking on more effects on top of Real Bus, I don't try and apply too much and just apply a bit so that I'm leaving space for the other effects, if that makes any sense. So the next effects that I added was Bark Filter. Here's what it sounds like without Bark Filter. And here's what it sounds like with Bark Filter applied. So for bark filter, I used the triple band preset and I also activated the limiter and just adjusted some of the parameters a bit. But basically, I used bark filter to kind of glue everything together and to just bring up the overall presence of the track. But sometimes I'll use other apps, for example, like Maxima. Sometimes I'll use that app to kind of glue everything together. So depending on the beat or depending on the sound of the beat, I don't really have a go to set of effects. I kind of use what's appropriate for that beat. So then after bark filter, I use the RX 950, which is the emulation of the Akai S950. So now I'll go ahead and just bypass and activate it as the beat is playing so you can hear the difference. So I added the RX950 to add some crunchiness to the beat. The Akai S950 is known to have that really warm analog and crunchy sound. And this app does a really good job at emulating the Akai S950. All I did was just adjust some of the parameters a little bit. And then also the brilliance parameter here. It'll bring up the brightness of the track, but it has a really nice roll off. So it doesn't sound too harsh. I will play it and play around with the parameters so you can hear the difference in sound. Pretty sure I did this in the previous video, but I'll do it again if you haven't seen that part. And yeah, that's the brilliance parameter. Check it out. And lastly, before I wrap this up, the only other thing that I came up with was just the intro for the beat. And this is it. All right, so now that you guys have seen and heard the whole process of the beat, let's go ahead and listen to the beat one more time. All right. So just to wrap this up, as you can see, I didn't have to add a whole lot within this beat. What I was talking about in in one of my previous videos where sometimes you feel the need to like keep adding more and more layers, but what I have here, I felt like was already enough and I didn't feel the need to add any more or I also kind of resisted trying to add more instead of trying to figure out more things to add. I'm always trying to figure out, you know, elements I can take away to make, to make the process or the beat even more simple doesn't have to have a million layers a million sounds and a million different effects but as long as you have the right elements like the right sounds uh the right sounds complementing each other the right effects the the right patterns and the right groove most importantly especially the groove if you have a really good groove It makes you want to listen to the beat over and over and over again, even if the beat is super simple, but it has that groove. You just want to keep playing it back over and over again. So I feel like that's the most important thing, just having a good ear for the right elements and the right groove and having everything complement each other instead of um, looking for more sounds or adding on more layers to make the beat sound better. Uh, Once again, I use Beatmaker 3 to make the beat and I use Chompler for all the sounds to create the beat. I still highly recommend Beatmaker 3 in September, 2022, definitely still one of the best iOS DAWs within the whole iOS ecosystem. For me personally, there's so many other dope apps, but Beatmaker 3 is definitely my go-to. It's pretty much the main DAW that I use to make music. I haven't touched anything else in years and I still continue to use it and I can still see myself using it for like forever pretty much. It has everything I need. Of course people will want like more features and more updates and things like that. But for me personally, the app is still really good, man. It still does everything that I needed to do and there's still tons of people making dope music using Beatmaker 3. Yeah, it's it's worked out really well. For me, all these years, and you know, I still continue to use it till this day. And I highly recommend that others do as well. And for $20, $30, like you can't go wrong, man. You can't go wrong. Like, I can't complain. I used to buy shit back in the day that cost so much money. And I've talked about this before. So, yeah, $30 app, I definitely got my money's worth for sure after using it all these years. So, I'm super thankful. For the app and the opportunities it has given me for, you know, for my career, for my YouTube channel and all that. And also for me to share what I know with Beatmaker 3 with you guys and to hopefully inspire you and to create some dope music with it as well. And of course, Chompler, I still use till this day and I still highly recommend it for up and coming producers and new producers, especially if you want to have access to samples and sounds. Uh, once you download the app it comes with a bunch of stock samples and sounds and you can also go to their sample store to download more samples and sounds which they do update quite frequently the app is super cheap even buying and purchasing the sample packs within the store is super cheap so yeah you're set man chompler beatmaker 3 super sick combo slash setup especially if you are a sample based producer and yeah, you guys already know, man, MSX sound design, super dope company, super dope people. Um, they always come out with amazing sound slash samples. And if you guys aren't aware of them, please go and check them out immediately and uh, show them some love and support because they are super dope. All right, y'all that about wraps it up. I hope you guys learned something from this. Hope you guys feel inspired to make some music and for whatever reason, you're not able to watch the video version. You can also listen to the audio version across all streaming platforms. So go and check that out. Oh, for the next episode, I already got one lined up. I filmed it actually last year and I was thinking about refilming it, but it was a really long one. So I don't think I'm going to refilm it because it was close to like an hour or something like that. But it's a track that I did with Kev Turner titled The Massacre, which was featured on Antua's channel. I'll leave a link in the description box so you can check it out if you haven't already. But yeah, that'll be a really good one because in that session, there's a lot going on. I got. You know different elements of the beat and then also the vocals he recorded the vocals on his own in new jersey because i live in canada in toronto so obviously we couldn't link up to record the vocals and this was actually made during COVID as well too so he just sent me the vocals and then i mixed and mastered everything within beatmaker 3. i know a lot of people within the comments section of the video uh there was someone who was asking uh what was on the effects chain uh for the beat so I think it'll be cool to share that with you guys and also just to show the power of Beatmaker 3 and what you can do with it. That was completely made within Beatmaker 3, all mixed and mastered within Beatmaker 3, which is um pretty, pretty fucking incredible in my opinion. So yeah, look out for that episode as much as I would like to be super consistent and drop like a video a week. That will be super hard. I think in two weeks, I'll probably drop it or whatever. So keep an eye out for that. But anyways, enough talking, man. I'm about to wrap this up. Once again, thank you guys for watching. I appreciate your support. Uh, leave a comment in the comment section below and let me know what you think. And also leave a comment to let me know what you guys want to see in future Beats with J videos. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.